Welcome to part four and why we have a problem when it comes to good leadership. Now, I really want to get onto the point that I feel is the one where the biggest impact can be made. And this is the equipping and empowering of leaders. You see, there are so many talented people out there who have the potential to be very good and even great leaders. But because they start their journey out lacking something like a blueprint or a playbook that at least outlines the basics or fundamentals, they will most likely go down the wrong road and never reach their true potential. Now, if we look around us and our experiences with others, we will realize just how many people have fallen foul of this. To really get the point across, I need to use a parallel to flying. So think about this. Before pilots even get to put their hands on the controls of an aircraft to fly them, they've spent countless hours getting to learn and understand the basics. It's simply not negotiable. That's how it is. This is because everything hinges on these basics. So when the challenges occur in flight, they automatically default to the basics and work from there. In fact, those basics are so ingrained that it all happens at the speed of subconscious thought. And back to the loss of potential. There's a double whammy when people fail to tap into their potential, especially leaders. Not only will they waste their leadership potential, but the potential they could have been instrumental in unlocking in others, that will also go wasted. Now to get a clue on how these problems occur in the arena of leadership, we need to take a quick look at how leaders emerge. So firstly, we have natural-born leaders. These are the people that just have the God-given knack and ability to lead others. But this is a rare breed, and they are few. Then we have those who are ambitious. They intentionally forge their career paths towards attaining positions of high importance, which ultimately involves leadership. Many of these people are gifted, and with some work, they get to become good leaders. But others are not that gifted or subscribe to the wrong model or are simply dark triads. And this group can create massive damage. We also have those who, through their technical capabilities and linear corporate structures for promotion, are promoted to a management position to manage a department or team of their peers. Now, this is the group that is most susceptible to not being equipped for the task at hand, and are the largest group that receives the wrong training if they are lucky to get trained. You can normally identify them carrying boxes marked screwdriver, but inside as a hammer. And you can also identify them through their vigorous use of the hammer because this is the only tool that they have. And then lastly, we have the incidental leaders. These are those people that never sought leadership positions, but through circumstances, find themselves in that role. Now, I want the focus to be on these last three groups because this is where the current models and approaches are failing these people, but they are also the areas where so much potential can be unleashed. So way too many people who step into a role that requires leadership firstly have no concrete concept of what leadership is, and to boot, they have no training in leadership. So most are only armed with a vague concept of it or a speculative viewpoint they derive from hurriedly reading through some materials, and this all done in an attempt to understand what the heck they've just stepped into. This normally all transpires after the euphoria of promotion and its perceived perks of worn off, and suddenly the all-too-real reality of the human dynamics challenges are staring them squarely in the face. And as we think about this, we, we should begin to see the irony. People spend years studying and being coached and mentored and honing their technical or vocational skills. And this all starts with the basics and then building the advanced skills on top of this foundation. As a result, they become very good at what they do. But then overnight, through promotion or incidents, they find themselves in a new demanding role in arguably the most volatile arena with no training, no coaching, no experience, and not even so much as a guiding roadmap 
playbook or blueprint to ground them in what the basics are of what they're about to embark on. Now tell me, why suddenly does a proven approach in one arena of your career suddenly get ignored or thrown out the window in another, such as leading people, especially when it's such a massive step up? I think I need to give this a little more perspective, so once again I'll draw a parallel with aviation. Now let's say that for years you've been around aircraft and maintaining them. You were trained, certified, coached and you become very good at what you do. Then overnight you're thrust into the pilot's seat and you're required to fly a plane with 300 passengers on board. Sure, you may have observed others fly and even sat in the cockpit on a few flights, but you've never piloted a plane. Now it seems ridiculous that we'd subscribe to this kind of madness in the aviation industry and not allow it. Yet every day this is what happens as people are promoted into roles that require leadership. Yet they are lacking in the most basic understanding of the fundamentals required to take on this role. And then we wonder why so many managers and those they are responsible for crash and burn. You see, vocational or training skills are one thing, but dealing with the complexity of the human dynamics arena and leading others is a whole other ball game. You cannot take on this level of responsibility, not without being equipped to do so. And just like the 300 passengers on that plane, as a leader you have people you are responsible for. Up, sideways and down the ladder, it doesn't matter. You are responsible. And if you're not equipped, how are you going to do that? Now some will argue that they're ready to step into this leadership role simply because they've observed how other managers around them go about their business. But here's the thing. You actually have no idea why it works for them. Also, what if those managers are doing their best but are simply perpetuating a flawed model? After all, you don't know anything to benchmark it or weigh it up against. There is no frame of reference. All that is happening in cases like this is that the wrong DNA is being passed on to the next generation. And in most cases, it's passed on with a new flawed strain added to it. Just because it works for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for you, especially if you don't know what it is and why it works for that person. In everything from sport to mathematics to neurosurgery, all the elite participants and their coaches realize the criticality of knowing and doing the basics right. But sadly, when it comes to management and the leadership aspect, most people have no clue what the basics are, and they live desperately trying to find the answers to what is going on. So here's something you'll find interesting. Interviews conducted with hundreds of naturally gifted leaders reveal a pattern. And that pattern is that even though they are good at what they do, they find it difficult to distill what the fundamental components are that makes them good at leading. This is simply because it comes naturally to them, and for this reason, they don't have to think about the nuts and bolts behind it, or even break it down into something that others have to learn. It's also not surprising that the same can be found outside of the leadership realm, as we look at gifted athletes, entrepreneurs, speakers or authors, and many others. They too, for the most part, when asked how they do what they do that comes to them so naturally, cannot reduce it to a set of fundamentals. There's the small group of those who are able to do this, but that's largely because they've been coached and therefore know and understand the basics themselves. Or there's the other group that's a very small band who actually enjoy analyzing why they do what they do so well. But again, these are very few. Next up is the final part, and this will cover what the problem is with all the leadership material out there, both good and bad. And then we'll take a final look at what you can do to effectively equip yourself as a leader of others.